0: Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction.
1: Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I?
0: Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Hey, this is Derwin Lester from the Blanket Fortress Solitude. And with me today is an old friend from a previous, long ago, former life. And I was his medic out in the field on many, many rainy, bug-infested weekends and annual trainings in the Indiana Army National Guard. Today I have with me Manny Cabrera. And I'm sure I butchered that. Please tell me how to pronounce that correctly.
1: <laughs> Annie Cabrera, so you're fine.
0: Close enough. Okay. How are you, sir? Oh, man, I'm great. It's so good to see you again. And I'm really glad you agreed to come on and do this. Where are you from, sir? You, you, you're you're an Indiana boy? Um, I was born in Puerto Rico. Okay. Very cool. Down in the
1: Caribbean. So. That's so cool. Uh, when did you come to the mainland? Uh, 98. I was eight years old and we decided to, uh, leave Puerto Rico for good and move to Florida.
0: That's really cool. What's it? So what's the process? Uh, is it just like, like going to Virginia?
1: No effort at all. Like no immigration customs or anything. You just hop on a plane you get off the plane, you know? I mean, it's just like if you are flying to Florida or flying to like California or something, you just get off the plane and you're there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought, but like I've never actually been to Puerto Rico. So you came here in 98. What'd you do in Florida? Uh, well, in Florida, like that's where I learned how to speak English.
1: Yeah. Well, there, because, you know, Puerto Rico's, you know, their language under Spanish. So I learned cool. how to speak English in school and from playing video games, believe it or not. So my reading got done was like playing Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I was big into like PS1 back then. So I had like Legend or Goons and all those other old. Yeah. Like blocky
0: lore cro- croft boobs, yeah.
1: Like, oh my god, he's the best graphics ever. Now I look at it. I we played those games now, and I'm like, we've
0: come a long way. Boobs are not hexagonal. That doesn't make no sense. no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So when did you migrate from Florida to Indiana? Uh, back in 08. we moved up here when the whole
1: uh, market crash happened. Yeah, uh, my family pretty much lost everything. Oh, that sucks Uh, Yeah, and then uh, my grandma She lived in Greencastle So she had us move up here Move in with them So Okay Her dad It wasn't too bad It's probably the best decision we ever made Honestly, like I've been over the country And some places in the world Different places in the world I've been to And Indiana's not that bad Indiana's pretty awesome Like I'm not gonna lie Like, Florida's fucking expensive Yeah Especially when you're poor, like we were. <laughs> yeah, and hurricanes, right? Yeah, hurricanes too. We were down there during. uh into the head back to back, and I lived on a Treasure Coast, which is right where the hurricane went straight into. Like the eye of the, of the hurricanes were like always over our house,
0: so <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, there's. You can say one thing about Indiana. There's no hurricanes here. <laughs> there's no hurricanes. So, your whole family moved here? Just like you and your parents? You got any siblings, brothers, sisters? What's going on there?
1: There's my mom and my dad moved up here.
0: Okay. What made you enlist? Um, I was... I don't
1: think I always wanted to be in the military. Sure. I wanted to join the Army. And, you know, we just moved to Greencastle. And, like, I was nagging my grandma about it. I was actually going through, like, talking to recruiters and stuff. I lived in Florida. But, like, I wasn't in school because I dropped out. Yeah. And, uh... I started my school, back to high school up here, and then uh, my grandma was like, Well listen, the army's right down the road, which is less than a mile actually they were, literally right down the road. It was the National Guard Armory. And I went over there and talked to one of the recruiters and I was like, Well, I wanna join the army No idea what the fuck the National Guard was. <laughs> and I went to the army and then come to find
0: out, nope. <laughs> Their shirts say yeah. army on it. Yeah. I mean, his uniform's at Army. How did I know it's was going to be a weekend warrior, you know? What was your MOS in the Army? Infantry. Okay, so what was that like going through basic combat training and then the, the add-on infantry basic training course or whatever it was called?
1: Uh, it was it was very different, like, getting okay. down. Um, first time flying by myself, you know? So, I, I mean, I flew with family before and stuff, so I having no idea what to expect, and then you get there and... Like already people are yelling. <laughs> it's like oh, great. You know? I just
0: got here and you already hate me. I don't even yeah. understand. Normally got it here. takes time to build that level of resentment. Right. <laughs> I'm tired, like I'm just
1: giving a shit and like what's going on and instead of getting yelled at. And then <laughs> I don't know. I didn't sleep at all for like the first two days. Yeah. I remember correctly, you don't sleep for the first two or three days. You just kept up and you just get pushed through.
0: A lot of the guys they went to basic trading with. Right, did they have the go-to-war, go-to-jail program through the, the court system when you were going through? I I don't know. I didn't have, gu- or, What's that? I haven't heard of that before. Okay, I, mean, so- I, it
1: is, I know they used to have it back in the day. I just don't think they had that in 2010 when I was there.
0: See, in 06, they were short people. So they had a program where a judge could say, hey, you can either spend four locked up or two in uniform and people went to in uniform and so when i get to basic training because i grew up around like you know people that were like dealing weed and fucking all sorts of shit and i get to basic training i'm like oh all these people are they're here but the government gave us guns (laughs) but okay so moving past basic training you're in your infantry combat school what's it called Pretty much the same basic
1: training class because when you're in the infantry, you go straight through for 15 weeks. So you take a little break, a little weekend off because uh, OSET, set which is one-stop unit training. Yeah. So you take a weekend off, you know, you fuck around or whatever, which I got shit-faced that weekend. My cousin was stationed at Benning and my mom came down with brothers and we all got went to a hotel and we all got drunk that weekend.
0: <laughs> That's cool.
1: Oh, my cousin got mugged, too. He just got back from Iraq and was heading to our hotel and got mugged right there, ah. outside of, you know, right outside of Fort Benning. Was he good? Yeah, I mean, he he just gave him the cash. He's like, Oh, he, he didn't him. get, like, stabbed or anything? No, he wasn't stabbed or anything.
0: That's good. But he had just got back from Iraq. Fuck, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that really sucks. Oh, man. um, Yeah, no, Fort Benning's kind of intense. Like, I only went there once. And it was for, like, an armory school when I was, like, a unit-level armorer, like, a long, long time ago. And as you're going on the base, there's just, like, there's trees and there's blue ribbons for all the people that died. And it just fucking, this was, like, 2007, and it just went forever. And you're like, oh, shit. So, after basic, did you go back, come back here to Indiana to... Yeah, after, uh, after I am done with school and stuff... You went uh, to Bravo Company, right?
1: Yeah, I went to Bravo Company down, down here in Indiana. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I didn't do anything after that, really, just weekend drills.
0: How long were you in uh, Bravo Company?
1: Shit. Uh, I was there from 2000, December 2010 when I got there. I left B Co. like late 2016, early 2017, and went to range control for a bit. Okay. Yeah, I spent like my last year and a half or whatever I was there at range control doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) It was the greatest thing ever. I was like, wait, you can be in the army and not have to do with the bullshit field stuff and being (laughs) miserable, being cold. Are you still in the office?
0: Yeah, this here is a secret that a lot of you, because I kind of bounced around a lot in active duty and in the guard. Yeah. A secret no one really told you guys was that the infantry unit we were in was kind of an anomaly. Because they took training kind of seriously, and they really were all about it, and they got their dicks super hard about it, so they did all sorts of shit. And a lot of places were a lot less intense. <laughs> like, like people, I've heard stories of people like just sitting in an armory playing on their phones with nothing to do for two days straight, and then they go home. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, we go camping for five days sometimes.
1: Yeah, we were out there like running fucking missions down. At Atterbury or wherever they sent us to. Mutt, you know, Moscow took a retrain center. We went down there a couple times. And, there I mean, we were running, like, pretty legit missions, uh, train missions, and,
0: yeah, pretty we're, hardcore for the guard. I, mean, I can't really compare it to anything else. I mean, it's – I was always in support on active duty, but it was at least as intense as active duty support, if not more so. Like, there was a lot of fuck-off time. And active duty support, kind of like what you experienced at Range Control. Range Control sounds like the ultimate fuck off job.
1: The ultimate fuck off job because, like, <laughs> so I got fat before I got out. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna like sure code it. I was a fat fuck. I'm a truck driver, right? So <laughs> I couldn't pass get PFT and got demoted. And uh, so I went from specialist to PFC again before I got out, which is fucking awesome, you know? I think like getting out to 10 years of PFC, but. <laughs> At range control, I pretty much was had was a big dick in charge as an E3. Yeah. Cause like, hey, when I go to a range, that's that's my shit, you know.
0: So what other like cause I remember your mom's previous boyfriend had a taco stand, is that right?
1: <laughs> uh, her like ex-husband ex-husband.
0: Uh, like this uh this chicken and fish place. Cause I tra- remember You came to the aid station one time because you had like took tacos, like fish and chicken tacos with you. And Um, you brought them out to the field and you had them in your backpack for days. Uh, And then you're sick as a dog and you're like, what happened? I'm like, maybe don't leave fish out in the sun for three days and then eat it.
1: What had happened was that I made tacos and like just regular tacos. I made a whole bunch for my squad. And I brought them with me and we were like, as so we got there running mission, completely forgot about it. And they were like laying out in the hot sun all fucking day for like a, like two days, probably. And then I'm like, Hey, I got tacos. And we're like, fuck yeah, we want tacos. And like a whole bunch of us ate tacos and got food poisoning. <laughs> like, entire squad was pretty much down with food poisoning for my tacos.
0: Oh man. That was... And <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like when I was a kid, I I did something kind of. I, I was, I like to consider myself a scientist when I was a kid. So I'm like, I'm gonna put milk and Coca Cola together and see what happens. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. <laughs> three days, <laughs> three days of just <laughs> it's
1: cautious right now, and I can't even puke.
0: Yeah, oh man, so. What was the coolest thing you did in the guard? Because you ran missions a lot, right? So you probably spent like a lot of nights out with those like NVGs where you have like five degrees of view on one eyeball and stuff.
1: I think the coolest thing we did
0: was uh one time we were doing
1: like, I think it was a platoon mission, and we got to go in Blackhawks and like actually fly to the area where we're gonna do- run the mission in. Yeah. And Quick drop, and it was a very short flight, too. It's fucking Atterbury, but it's tiny. So they picked us up. You know, we went in. As soon as it touched ground, we like all jumped out and took off to get the next gr- group of guys.
0: And then we ran that mission. But That's it was like, fucking cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> if I had deployed with them, I would feel confident in their military skills, I guess, because they, they took, took that really seriously. At one point in time, they were like one of the
1: most deployed. National Guard units in the country.
0: Yeah. And- like they're pretty legit. Um, I know back in 03, they deployed with and during the invasion.
1: So, I mean, yeah. that's legit you can get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was. For me it was like stepping over the rainbow and joining the lollipop guild in Oz because like I like I went to Iraq, but it was a lot closer to scrubs than like MASH, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, I was I had air conditioning, I had, like a Wi-Fi in my two, and so when I picked up my stripes and joined you guys, I'm like, Oh, oh that's right, I hate camping. Oh fuck yeah. camping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like no, never again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, did. I do, why did I think it'd be really cool to be infantry? Like, yeah, you get to shoot guns and stuff, but you're fucking miserable all the time. Oh, it's raining outside. You can't <laughs> use your fucking tent. <laughs> yeah, there's one XCTC that was like three weeks long, and for the first like entire fucking week, it rained like nonstop. I remember and- this. That's at all. Like nope, you gotta sleep out there. And by the time they said we could use tents, all of our shit's soaked, we're soaked, everything's covered in mud. We're sleeping in giant mud pits.
0: Like, was that when the mobile cook station burned to the ground? Yeah. Uh, wait, no, no, but I was. But you thinking- know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. It- I mean, no one died, so <laughs> no one died. Okay. <laughs> like, I. I remember go, being very, very hungry for about a week, week and a half, where you're on half rations. And like, you're just kind of always, cause you're like moving around a bunch and shit, but you're not, you're eating about half as much as you probably should. And you're just like always anxious and you're hungry and everyone's mad. And I, I recently converted to Catholicism. And so, like, I learned about, cause I grew up, in like kind of the Southern Baptist Church ish. And then I learned about Lent and they're like, Yeah, you can't have this. You gotta pick a thing you can't eat. And I'm like, fuck you. No one's telling me what I can eat ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat whenever I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like all these like pent-up feelings of anger and rage from the National Guard. Because <laughs> man, I'd say, you, you go hungry for a week, and you're like, Yep, nope. That's that 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 that's all I need. <laughs>
1: Oh, that was pretty chubby back then. Still am chubby, but...
0: Yeah. um, (laughs) Like, we could all use a week of half rations just to make tape. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really glad I never have to get taped ever again. That's kind of nice. Even if I wanted to be a dumbass and get back in the guard, I can't. Which is great.
1: Uh, I have Guillain-Barre. What's that? It's an autoimmune disease where your body attacks the nervous system. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I got diagnosed with that when I was in the guard and uh so I didn't have to get a flu shot ever again. But I also can't get back in if I wanted to, which is good, because my dumbass has been like, I should get back in, I kinda miss it, and I'm like
0: (laughs) 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 Just we'll talk off mic sometime and then we could just be like, Hey, you remember this really sad, horrific, fucked up thing? Yeah, let's never do that again. yeah um i get that though i get that like you kind of have this built-in group of people that you know and 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 friends and and comrades and there's a uh, what i liked about it was that everybody generally speaking was on the same page and everyone's like oh we have to do this thing and you know it it, it's kind of like herding cats but they get you know, 180 cats moving in one direction, right, in a convoy. It's, it's magic. It's a miracle, right? The fact that anything happens at all is a miracle, and you get out, and like, everyone's a special flower, and everyone's like fighting over like words
1: and things and yeah,
0: it's like uh,
1: there are worse things out there. <laughs> Someone might accidentally call you by the wrong thing. People let things get to them and no one has fucking patience anymore, it seems like. Yeah. I drive for a living. Like, many times I get cut off to take an exit. It's like, hey, why are you going around me to take this exit when you could just wait to behind me? And now you're cutting me off. And if I don't brake or if I don't see you, like, you're dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I drive midsize Ford. And so if I'm next to a semi truck and I'm like, Oh, he's could just run me over entirely and keep going and barely notice. So I've been rear ended in my semi, like by a car. (laughs) And the only reason I knew
1: is because I looked over in his side view mirror and I'm like, Oh, that person's bumper just completely
0: ripped off. (laughs) Oh, there's three dead people back there. Shit, My bad. When did you yeah. start being a trucker?
1: All right. So I started being a trucker in 2015. I got my CDL through CRST yeah. and drove across the country for a while. Um, went through a couple cold direct- drives. He drives teams We he drives for CRST. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally got with a good dude. Uh, shout out to Don Smith from Columbus, Ohio. That's my bro right there. Uh, he actually saved my life one time. Really? Uh, yeah, we were over the road. Um we were because uh, we you know, we I drive during the day, he drove at night, and then we swapped every ten hours. That right. truck like nonstop Chinese sweatshop just kept driving across the country. Yeah. And uh Yeah, we I've driven everywhere from Los Angeles to like New York City and upwards. You know, I've driven uh up to Washington State, down to Miami, Florida, like all over the place.
0: So and, when you say your buddy saved your life, how'd that go? Um, so we were, it all started in
1: Sacramento, California. Oh, shit. We were, uh, we just gotten through Donner's Pass, which is a big mountain pass that goes between Reno, Nevada and Sacramento. Sure. I believe Sacramento. Yeah, I think it's Sacramento. Anywho, um, we were uh, we we're at a truck stop and we got stuck because they shut down Donner's Pass. It gets real bad snow over there. I mean, their their snow plows have giant fucking fans that shoot snow twenty feet up in the air to the other ah. side. Like a snow wall. It's like that's how much snow they get over there. That's crazy. So we, we were stuck and uh, we got some food at truck stop, so like Mexican food, and like it's was giving real bad heartburn. Well, they open up Donner's Pass. We drive through, um, and he, yeah, he drove all night. And it was my turn where I like passed Reno, out in the desert, um, and I was just not feeling well. Like, I was feeling like dog shit. And we're fueling together because we, we're each one side of the truck getting fuel. We're getting ready to swap. I'm getting ready to start driving. And I was like, I looked at him like, Don, I don't feel so well. He's like, what do you feel like? And then I fucking projectile vomit blood. Oh, like, shit! Straight up, like, <laughs> the ass that's just fucking spraying blood between my... <laughs> Between the trailer and the fucking uh truck. I'm just like spraying up blood. And like we need to call a priest, it's time. Like, bro, I gotta get to a hospital or something. And we couldn't <laughs> find a hospital near us. Like there's a clinic and I went there and I told them what's going on. And they're like, You need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the emergency room. And the closest one's like forty minutes away. And uh the company we worked for, C R S T, they're like being pieces of shit about it yeah. but I was like well you're on a load it's hot load and this and that I'm like I'm fucking puking blood <laughs> so we ended up driving back to Reno and uh, Don like drove the hospital was next to this residential place where it had a whole bunch of really expensive looking houses and we're in there in that residential area with fucking 53 footer like a full-size <laughs> semi we try and back down the road and get turned around everything else finally he drops me off at the end of the parking lot and I'm having to walk across this massive parking lot to the hospital I feel like I'm gonna pass out any given moment I get up there and she said, what can I see what can I help you with you know and I'm like I just puked blood I feel like I'm gonna pass out I don't know what's going on with me and they immediately bring me back to the back and uh I had it you know, they were, like, checking me out because, like, I was shitting up black tar. That's bad. Like, yeah. That's, you're a medic, so, like, when you're puking blood and shitting black tar, yep. that's good.
0: Something's like, wrong with your pipes and your
1: stomach. <laughs> yeah. I had this really hot doctor, too. Like, super fucking hot.
0: And I, <laughs> I in, like, a day or two because I'm a trucker, you know? And, <laughs> I love that you were dying and you are still like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you hit on her too. Because she had to finger my asshole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Put up one of those glove things for her finger. Like you had to finger my asshole. See just black, like it was blood or whatever it was, (laughs) black car in my asshole still. So (laughs) like I got my asshole
0: fingered, but it's really, really hot doctor. Some people pay for that sort of thing. Well you went to hospital, I suppose you probably did. You probably wasn't too happy
1: because I probably smelled horrible down there, but... I dang. did. <laughs> you know, money changed hands, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I I had like a, a bleeding hernia or something, like an ulcer yeah. bleeding or something in my... Your esophagus, esophagus was bleeding? I, I don't know, girl. It was, uh, I have a hiatal hernia. I had a hiatal hernia. Oh, yeah. But I think it was like a bleeding ulcer or something up oh. there. It wasn't cancer or anything, was it? No, no, thank God I haven't had cancer. I did get my hiatal hernia fixed last month. Well, October? I think it was October. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, uh, around October, mid-October this year, I got my hiatal hernia fixed. They wrapped the top of my stomach around my esophagus. Oh, shit. Yeah. That sounds intense. Yeah, it was intense. It's actually a pretty intense surgery, but no more heartburn,
0: and it's physically impossible for me to puke. There you go. Did any, anybody put their fingers up your butt?
1: No, not that time. There's Wait. always
0: next time. I know, there is. <laughs> um, okay, so... So you went to... Uh, on vacation to Beijing, right? That's yeah. amazing. That's so, interesting. When was this? Uh,
1: 2019. Um, I had a lot of, like, vacation time because I was working at Carvana at the time, holding cars for them. Yeah. And I had, like... Three weeks of vacation. And I was like, fuck it. I have a passport. Like, I went to Mexico earlier that year in Canada. And I was like, I'm going to fucking go somewhere cheap. And I was Googling around online on cheap places to go to. And, like, China was one of those places. Wow. I applied for my Chinese visa. at that. And then I booked a uh, round trip out of Chicago. It was only 500
0: bucks. That's Nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally five hundred bucks for round trip tickets nonstop to to Beijing.
0: That's, that's I don't know, no- That's nothing.
1: <laughs> so I, I went over there, um, which found out while I was there that I get pretty bad anxiety when I'm find myself in a terrible country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. Like I mean the communist country, you know, you're like, oh, but for like the first day or two, I had like some pretty bad anxiety. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here?
0: Wow, you're a stranger in a strange land, man. I get it. Like you're yeah. an American in the China. Like it's kind of, you know. Who it, would have known that Chinese people don't speak English in China? Probably like, would, a
1: lot. Yeah. <laughs> I but uh, I had a good time. Um, I saw like all the cool places, the Great Wall. um,
0: how was when, the Great Wall? I, I'm so jealous it, right now. It, was, so it was, there
1: was a lot of people there, but it was beautiful, bro. Yeah. Like, it's up in a mountain. You can see mountains everywhere, and the wall goes on forever. And it was a lot of people there. A lot of people there. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. i I definitely go back again and check it out.
0: That's great. So this was September, you said? That was October. 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 Oh, no, no, my
1: bad. November.
0: November. Okay. November.
1: I got there I November 3rd through 17th, so I was in Beijing.
0: That's awesome. So, was COVID going on when you were there? Like, was that a thing or? It wasn't a thing that I was aware of. Yeah. Like, I only say
1: that. So, let's go rewind a little bit. Well, I was in Beijing, met some Americans like my first week there, and they had just come back from Korea, which. Seoul to Beijing is only like an hour flight. Yeah. So I got tickets to Seoul for like three or four days and went there. But I met those Americans. We talked and stuff, and they told me I should go check out League of Legends Park because I'm a League of Legends player. So I went and checked out in in South Korea, playing since like 2013. I still suck at that game. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's not a bad game though. But uh, I went and checked out their park. I met this Australian kid on the plane. We headed off and we got drunk together like every night there. That's awesome. Maria, he's like one of my really good friends that we talk like every day. He lives in Australia. And uh, yeah, we we got blacked out drunk together. And we were walking back to my apartment and uh, we walked by some restaurants. And this old Asian lady grabbed us and like sat us down, like forcefully sat us down and gave us menus and made us buy food there at a restaurant where we we're drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the food was amazing. Like Korean barbecue, I've never had it until I was in Korea, and it's phenomenal. I
0: mean, sounds like she did you a favor.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was probably really drunk and stupid at the time, so it probably did do me a favor. Um, I flew back day next morning, I almost missed my flight to back to Beijing because I was I woke up still drunk and had to pack like real fast, get to the subway, and take a train to the airport so I can fly back to Beijing. But uh, whenever I was leaving Beijing to go back to the United States, um, they were checking temperatures and stuff at the airport, which I, I was like, "This is weird. Why are they, you know, checking temperatures and people wearing masks?" You know, and this is November. Before they even said that, you know, COVID was out there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I came home and I was sick. And I got all my friends, my family got sick, everyone got sick back in November of 2019. Uh, during the first year of COVID, not a single one of us, you not know, my friends that got sick from what I got sick, got COVID at all during the entire like beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> so the thing, like, dude. I came home, I was sick. My best friend, my roommate at the time, he was sick as fuck. Um, Everyone I knew was sick, you know, I got everyone sick. And my buddy Travis, um, he worked active duty in the guard with all the COVID shit. You know, he had people who were positive for COVID that he was looking after his armory during drill weekends that he never got COVID ever.
0: That's crazy. That's, That's the funny thing about it. Like, you can be a 400 pound smoker and have a cold, you could be a 28 year old CrossFit instructor. And like your lungs collapse in on themselves and shit. Yeah. Like, it dropped dead or whatever. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's weird. Um, so you were a truck driver during yep. the world's worst logistical crisis. How is yeah. that?
1: Um, weird. Because when COVID first began, like, you know, they were shutting down places. And like, I was going to Chicago every day to deliver mm-hmm. cars. And. Like we were hearing that there might be shutting down Chicago and not letting people come in from other states and everything else. Like no one knew what the fuck was going on what it was or anything, you know. Um but it hasn't really slowed down the trucking industry. Like it's been going hard. It's just it was weird because like a lot of restaurants and shit were closed down and a lot of truckers over the road, that's where they eat, you know. So a lot of truckers are having
0: issues finding food and and whatnot okay so a big issue that comes up with i hear in the news about truck drivers is the threat of automation and you said you told me earlier in the episode how you dropped out of school so and like i hear a lot of people say to like ah this thing and just learn how to code and i'm like you're gonna tell a guy who's 55 who's been driving trucks across the country for three decades to. Learn how to play on the, the code computers or like. yeah. People you know, uh,
1: learn the code thing. It's not that simple. Like I've tried to learn how to code myself because I'm a huge PC guy. You know, I mean, I'm literally sitting in front of my gaming PC that's a pre-built, like it's a built computer, you know, custom-built one. Um, like, I don't think they're gonna be able to completely 100% automate trucking. Now, I saw that the first like. Out I of mean, a semi truck, drove like cross country and whatever, and did it in a shorter amount of time than one where the driver was driving. But there's still a guy in the truck in case something went wrong. And because, like, okay, I can see it where they can send a semi across on the highway because you can take 70 from California to like you know these coasts Like 70 goes across five, ten, you know. goes in
0: Virginia, right? What's that? Goes to the, yeah, it goes to the East Coast. Yeah. East West.
1: Yeah. You can take 70. I've taken 70 hell, all the way down to, like, Colorado before and over the Rockies. I've taken 80 from Sacramento all the way across, you know? So you we're can, not
0: five years away from all of you guys being put out of a job from automation. Um, no, no. Like, okay,
1: yes, they can go by themselves on the highway. But when it comes to going to, like, individual places – you're still going to need someone to get in the truck or drive a truck and get there or get it get get it back into a dock and not every dock the same. So like the right state
0: now. of automation at this current time is you can put a truck on cruise control and it can drive in a straight line by yeah, itself.
1: And not kill anyone. Yeah. But I don't think that we're going to get to the point just yet yeah. of where I is pulling into a facility – and backing into a dock on its own, like pulling in, checking in, and backing the trailer up into a dock and then getting unloaded and stuff. I don't think we're there yet. Okay. But I don't that, think
0: it, that's interesting. I
1: are gonna, gonna have to be there to also charge the semi truck. Yeah. You're not just gonna go down the road by itself and then plug in by itself. We're not there yet.
0: Okay. Okay. When. By your estimation, when do you think, how far out do you think we are? Like 20 years, 100 years, 5,000?
1: I mean, they, they said when uh, Andrew Gangs mentioned this, yeah. uh, when he mentioned it, he said 10 years. Um, the next five years, definitely not. 10 years, I don't know, man. That's kind of pushing it. Maybe 15, 20. Yeah. 20 for sure. But I don't know about 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't see it because, so let me explain to you what my job is. All right. Let's do. Uh, I am a pickup and delivery driver for an LTO company. LTO is less than truckload. So, like if a company doesn't want to pay for an entire semi trailer and they just need one skid shipped, they'll hire one of these companies, like mine, that I work at, to go pick up that one skid, bring it back for it to get cross stocked and sent to the next location. Where it's going to go to the city where it's being delivered to, right? So mm-hmm. I have, I do usually like anywhere from 10 to 15 plus deliveries a day where I'm just going to different docks and backing in. So all day long, I'm just hitting up different locations, backing in or bringing the freight to the rear so I can take it up with a forklift. And there's a lot of docks out here where like I struggle to get in there, people struggle to get in there. And I mean, maybe a robotic. Truck can do it one day, but there's just a lot of places that aren't meant for semi trucks. Okay, there's just a there's just way too much going on with hell. Even just navigating regular city streets, like
0: the infrastructure's not there yet.
1: Yeah, and, and construction zones. Like Teslas have issues with construction zones. Yeah, I've heard that at least. I don't know if that's factual or not. You know, but I drive an
0: old Ford, and I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um. Like, So to dovetail off of that so you are a truck driver you work in logistics not only during the greatest public health crisis of our generation but the greatest logistical crisis of modern human history probably since the second world war has there not been this much disruption and so while you know most i know for me i'm marginally affected to where like, oh, I can't get this. I just have to get something uh, another version of it, right? I'm an American in middle America, so I have plenty of options. But what are your thoughts there? What are your thoughts on the ports in California? Do you see this situation, the bottleneck unresolving or resolving itself anytime soon? No. And one of the big issues that we're having now that you're not really seeing in the
1: news, we actually had a meeting at work where, hey, we can't get the certain chip for our DEF sensors, so we with this paperwork in our semis saying that hey, our DEF reads empty, but it's actually full, and it's reading empty because what's the DEF? Uh, diesel exhaust fluid.
0: Oof, so, I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad.
1: So, uh, so semi trucks run on diesel, right? And because of all the emissions and stuff, like you've seen where pickup trucks are rolling coal. Doing that cool boy thing where everyone's always, like smoking, a lot of black smoke comes out of the, the pipes of diesel yes. trucks. Yeah. So so DEF fluid prevents that from happening. Okay. So it's mandatory that all semis have their own newer semis and stuff. I forget what year is the cutoff, but all newer semis are supposed to have DEF fluid in them. So you're not like just spewing out big clouds of black smoke. That would be bad, and yes. Yeah, and we can't get the chips for the sensor for that part right now. And it's going on in all our semis. So so right now, the big issue is going to be that not only is there a crazy logistics nightmare right now, but semi trucks are breaking down and they can't get parts to fix them. And new semis aren't being fixed. I mean, aren't being built because of it right now. Supply chain shortage yeah um that's horrifying not only that but they're also having issues shipping stuff through the rails the wife works for a big company here in indianapolis and like she's- trains yes yes <laughs> so the wife works for this uh company uh where she's their logistics coordinator mm-hmm. and she's in charge of like rail shipments and stuff and like even biggest intermodal company in the country if not the world when intermodal is semi trucks that haul containers that go on on the rails right that's yeah. what intermodal if you know what it was uh, they they're having issues getting um, like schedules to go into the rail yards to either drop up or pick up right now too so it's not just the ports it's not just you know, semis breaking down, but also the rails being affected, and no one really knows why the rails are being affected. But it's being affected. Um With the so ports, oh,
0: and, go ahead. And just to recap, the ports are pretty public knowledge, right? Yeah, where right. shipping containers and it's a mess. And but at your place of employment, they said, "Hey, we can't get the chips that are necessary." To drive the cars safely, drive the truck safely.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Hey, we can't get these chips to fix this issue that these trucks are having.
0: And this issue, it is mandatory this issue gets fixed or the cars are not street legal. Pretty much.
1: Um, So they found a way around it where they can still get it to work. It just won't read on your dash that you have full tank of DEF or what your level is so we're supposed to like keep fueling everyday DEF on it's it like a band-aid yeah it's, it's like a band-aid for now but it's a band-aid for everything um like uh we bought a new car earlier this year yeah uh and the wife went to a dealership and there's no new cars yeah Because the cars can't be built if you can't get chips yeah uh Priced it up in Kokomo the wife has friends that worked there and they were a lot of them were laid off for months because they can't get the parts they need from China and I think the biggest issue is that corporations got greedy and instead of just keeping things in America you know and just paying the extra cost of it, they decided to ship it all overseas to a communist country that uses
0: slave labor yeah.
1: they has concentration camps. To, you know, uh,
0: I've often it. thought that there's a level of hypocrisy in the idea that we're so for equality and against slavery, but, you know, little hands make our cell phones. You yeah. know, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. Like, little like hands make our t-shirts.
1: Yeah, these big <sighs> celebrities are, are talking about equal rights and yeah. everything about like how how this is racist and that's racist and everything else and how slavery is bad yet everything I mean I, I'm talking to you right now on my phone yeah. I know my iPhone was made by slave labor yeah but I mean, what else what else can I use you know I mean Nike Nike goes and promotes all these good things yet their shoes are made in sweatshops
0: you know yeah. it's kind, kind these- of we don't like it when it's in front of us because yeah yeah yeah, yeah we
1: don't skip, we don't gotta deal with it we're like up on top you know and then everyone in those other countries are down in the bottom in the slums yeah. like you, you final fantasy seven right
0: i was always a super mario guy <laughs> okay.
1: well in final fantasy seven in like the very beginning you're in the city right yeah and part of the city is on, it's floating and mm-hmm. everyone lives The rich people and everyone lives on top and down the bottom of the slums that's where all the poor and everything lived, and that's pretty much what we're in. We're like up here in America, living on top, while the rest of the world is on the bottom, and they're just doing whatever they can to make money off us.
0: And we both say this as veterans who proudly served our country and love our country too. Yeah, like,
1: love America. You can love your country by hate your government.
0: I I like to say you can love your country, but like be critical. Right, like part of yeah. your patriotism should be a healthy dose of skepticism and critical thinking. Right. That's not blind rage or yeah, blind refusal at anything. Right. But you should like no
1: blind following. You shouldn't be able to question things.
0: Man, that's crazy. So if we don't get chips in, if we can't get parts to main at least maintain main- the fleet of vehicles we have on the road now things get interesting real fast is what you're saying yeah
1: like grocery stores are running empty um hospitals are running out of supply fuel is there's no fuel because no trucks that are transporting the fuel yeah yeah who knows if this is like done on purpose too like because you know china does control a lot of that like if they really wanting to get america it can't bait america they can cripple the economy
0: yeah i i go back to Incompetence before malicious yeah, head. Like, short-sighted uh, bureaucrats.
1: It's incompetence on everyone. Like,
0: between the corporations shipping jobs
1: yeah. up to the U.S. having weird laws about shipping and well, stuff. Like What's in- going on? When the hurricane in Puerto Rico going on, they couldn't, like, ship directly to Puerto Rico. They had to go to the U.S. first, to, like, one of the ports, and then down to Puerto Rico because of some fucking law they had. Which made it a nightmare. I think another issue with the whole logistics and the reasons why there aren't any more like that many truckers is because truckers are getting paid less every year, it seems like.
0: Yeah. Um
1: I saw this thing's article about how like twenty years ago truckers made the average trucker made over a hundred thousand dollars a year. And now the average trucker makes like sixty grand a year. And, and like, that's considerably so less. Yeah. And like I said, the wife works in logistics, you know, she handles scheduling and stuff like that. She knows how much freight is paying. Yeah. And she where her company is paying like 6 and $7 a mile for loads and where a company that's hiring a driver might pay $0.45, $0.50 cents a mile to that driver to go deliver that. So they're pocketing, you know, over $6, over $5, whatever it is that they're paying. And they're, I mean, they pay their drivers shit and then they treat their drivers like shit. Luckily, I don't work at a company like that. I actually get treated fairly decent.
0: That's know. good.
1: have so... zero complaints.
0: So what you're saying is that the people that are keeping uh, a segment of the population that's keeping all of the plates spinning and keeping us from like in the streets, murdering each other with food. Yeah. uh, Insufficiently. Yeah. 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 Like I I was hearing stories about truck drivers going to, I I heard this on the news. Uh, going to the ports and like the ports are so backed up that like they don't get paid until they accept the thing. Yeah. And a lot of it's like like immigrants too, and like immigrants yeah. get stuck in this like weird Ponzi scheme of like you know you get a guy who barely speaks English and they're like here sign for this truck and you'll owe eighty thousand dollars and it's it, it's the loan is structured in such a way as like a buy here it, pay here lot loan. It's a giant scam. A lot like any, anyone
1: who does a lease to own, like a lease operator bullshit thing within trucking is being scammed, in my opinion. That's why I never fuck with it. That's why I don't want to mess with owner op stuff. I just rather be a company guy because yeah. it's not only is it risky, but those, a lot of those places are just going to rip you off.
0: Yeah.
1: They're making it so you're not making any money and the company's making money, but hey, they don't got to pay for the CEO. You do. They don't got to pay for repairs. You do. You're pretty much working free, but going on with what you said, a lot of those jobs that where people go into ports and to like train state, like train place, train stations and stuff to pick up freight. Those guys are sitting for hours waiting on their freight to be to get it and they're not getting paid for it.
0: That's insane.
1: So you only get paid when you realize spending for most of those jobs. I get paid hourly. As but, you
0: should. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean that's I- insane. Well, because okay, so let's let's talk about your family a little bit if you're okay. interested. Um, so you are a married man now. Yep, yep. Uh,
1: I got married uh, July fourth, twenty twenty. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. Uh, during the middle of the pandemic, we decided to get married, and we got married on July fourth, so we can always be off for our anniversary. Like, you know, I don't have to like plan stuff or take time off from work. We can just be off and do whatever. How did you meet her? Carvana. Uh I was the driver and she was like uh one of the team leads for the other workers there. And yeah, I just like, Hey, really cool. You know, you wanna go get some lunch? And actually the first time we actually like had a real conversation, like I was telling a funny story about because I was bullshitting with the other drivers and some of the workers, and like we were talking about like fucked up like sex things. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking about this one time, I was banging one of my exes. So my now wife, right? I was telling the story, <laughs> work, and she walks up and she was like, What the fuck?
0: <laughs> like, what did I walk into? A marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, and so you're 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 a father now. Yep i got uh, I got three step kids. Good heavens! Yeah,
1: yeah, three shitheads and one on the way. Uh, my daughter will be here in like
0: four to five weeks. Okay, so. uh, like a shared custody sort of thing, probably. What's that with the like, other kids? Yeah, like oh no, I'm sorry. So no, you're, you're, you're probably expecting a baby uh, in four to five. Yeah, I might have a baby
1: in four to five weeks. Uh, no, you're good. you're good.
0: Um. So, what's your favorite thing about being a dad?
1: Uh, right now, uh, my stepkids think like I'm the coolest fucking thing ever. So, why is that? And, uh, I mean, I don't I don't yell at them or anything. You know, we just we all get along. We play board games and stuff. Like, I play video. My my stepkids are ten, eleven, and three. You know, the, the older one, me and him, just we play Call of Duty all the time. We slay together. Uh, my stepdaughter, me and her play board games and Uno and stuff like that all the time. Like, she plays chess now. She's pretty fucking good at chess. Like, we, and we make bets too, like, hey, if I win that chess, you're gonna have to take the garbage out of or change the cat litter or whatnot, you know?
0: That's good parenting.
1: Yeah, good parenting. You know, teaching them about how taxation is theft and how <laughs> uh, I, I'm about me and my family. Yeah, my mom, kids, you know my wife, my brothers, like I care about, all so I want to like protect. So like I got stuff here because you know when when COVID was happening and people were freaking out, like how empty were the stores? That was terrifying. Like oh. going to going to try to get meat, you know, going trying to get just regular regular food or even fucking toilet paper. Luckily, I had a bidet. Because I like Eric. to spray it clean, you know? <laughs> They're like 40 bucks on Amazon. I don't like to have a shit covered asshole where I'm just wiping and wiping, just smear <laughs> it everywhere, you know? Like you got a starfish and you smear <laughs> shit all over the starfish. Like I'd rather just spray the shit off and then dry. It's a little bit the <laughs> wrong way whenever you spray it and then just dry.
0: <laughs> I, um, I was actually a little bit ahead of things, not a lot, maybe a week, week and a half, maybe. I was, it like, we, me and my wife were trying to figure out, like, like, okay, what's the next shortage going to be? Like, oh, people are, there's no more hand soaps, or people are buying, uh, dishwashing soap. So we thought, oh, we'll buy, you know, people are buying hand soap, so we bought dishwashing soap. People are buying dishwashing soap, so we bought bleach, right? Right. And yeah it, for me uh I, I bought i bought uh ammo i i had a hard time finding ammo um i mean i only i didn't buy like pallets or anything um but like yeah it was i had to go to different stores and, and it was expensive like What's you would have thought that like like a democrat was in the white house like 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 Like, I was in the gun store. I'm like, oh, this is like if Hillary Clinton won. Yeah. If Hillary Clinton won, like, yeah. Like, oh, the asteroid's coming. (laughs) And,
1: And like, is during when the pandemic was getting ready to start or starting and shutting down, like, people, friends I know that I've been talking to for years about buying guns and, like, getting supplies and stuff are hitting me up, like, hey, bro, sell me a rifle. You got plans? (laughs) Like, fuck no. Like, (laughs) He shit, hippie. Like, yeah. <laughs> my really good friends borrow one of my rifles only because, like, he has kids and stuff, you know? And he's a really good friend of mine, so I was like, hey, I'll, I'll hook you up. But, yeah, now, like, people are coming to me who, like, weren't even gun people were asking for a gun. <laughs> they you know? probably
0: shouldn't have guns because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, but- it, I, I'm a big gun guy, but also, like, if you own a gun, you should probably... Know what you're doing with it, like yeah. like a like a gun safety course or something. Like I have my rifles, but I know how to use them. I okay. So my brother in law used to be the night manager of a uh, speedway, and he uh, was just working, and then he hears this pop go off, and this big fat lady had like a Beretta tucked in her sweatpants, and she saw herself in the foot because this ding dong left the safety off. Right? Like, holster. Like, yeah, yeah, it was probably just like in the pocket. And so (laughs) uh, he quit, which, sure, like I would. He bought him and then went to the police gun safety course with his dad. And I'm like, oh, that's really smart. Just because, like, this is a weird flex, but like, (laughs) I tell people, like, I've never once had a negligent discharge. Right. I I know people who have holy crackers like you've lived this like really amazing globe trotting life and you're what 30 31 yeah yeah like i'm so impressed by you you're like this really awesome cool guy anyway sir i want to say thank you for your service to the country thank you for being a truck driver during the pandemic thank you for being a good dad and thanks for coming on the show thanks bro Drink some water. I have this little cat at my feet right now, and she just got fixed a couple days ago. So all she does is just like sleep on my feet. I got like
1: three running around here. I got two older. Well, one's real old. Um, one's like two years old, and then the kid, and then the stepdaughter got for her birthday back in August, and that little fucking demon.
0: (laughs) I I have a. Uh, uh, a policy that's of course approved by household six uh that i like where uh one cat per person per household right yeah there's two of us in this house so we need two cats and we have a kid we can have a third cat but no more like because i actually have like a pet allergy right and we have two cats so i clean a lot (laughs) (laughs) i'm just always vacuuming the floor and shit um anyway